This podcast is given to you by Arloka David Smith, teacher and founder of the Dharma Mind Buddhist Group. For more information, please go to dharmamind.net. This week I've been, I've focused on pulling together the, um, what constitutes the teachings, the practice of this group, which fall into two, two sort of very clear, um, definable, identifiable, um, Boxes, I've said the word, um, of, of the pillars and blue sky, white cloud. Um, and, and although the image is, is distinctly different and also one is much more, should we say, one is, is very um, uh, normal everyday stuff, the human, the human makeup, the human condition—a very sort of exoteric, very understandable things that you can put your finger on, um, which is the exoteric, which is the, the conventional, the, the the logical, the identifiable, and the other one, which is is also like that to some extent, but it also takes you beyond, takes you beyond the condition, is pointing beyond the conditioned. The blue sky and uh, and bringing the, uh, the the refinement of the of the white cloud um, and merging with with the blue sky. The blue sky is pointing directly to your true nature. So that aspect of the of the teaching is is, is taking you beyond beyond the conditioned, beyond your everyday uh, mind and existence and your familiarity. And introducing you to what is your true nature, and and the and the more esoteric aspects of the of the of the practice. Esoteric means that you have some concepts, but those concepts are always taking you beyond concepts. So you let them go, so that you discover that part of you that's not a part of the uh, conceptual world, conditioned world, created world which is your true nature, the unconditioned. So you can go from one, the whole journey there, but never, what I try to do is to pull them all together, not think of them as something separate, that you go on a, on a fall into the trap of thinking that it's, that it's a progressive thing, that you go from one step to the next, from the very sort of mundane, everyday experience of, Restlessness to the less the less familiar blue sky and opening up into into the unconditioned and thinking it's a journey from one to the to the other. That's a big mistake. What is is that you have them all together, and through your day, you can go from pondering, observing, seeing, looking into your every your 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 everyday conditioning and your restlessness that you can't, that you find so difficult to, to put to rest right the way through to 
to just being still and to being open and going beyond all of those things. It, it, these can, both of those extremes can be with you on any day, one to the other. Oscillate if you like. And all the, and all the features of the of, of the pillars. <clears throat> so don't get the idea that there's some straight line and you're making progress because because I think anybody with experience of this knows that that uh, that the path to reality isn't isn't in a straight line. You can oscillate. You can go from 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 the uh, from, from the crude and the obvious to the uh, to the sublime and um, and almost unimaginable can all be ex- be your experience in a day. So you embrace all of it and uh, and and not have that sense of, as I say moving through from one side to the other but experiencing aspiring to experience it all in one day if you like also that all one one interconnects with the other one leads one leads to the next and I've tried to pull those two what would appear to be two quite distinct teachings or images to pull them together into one as the human experience and that's what I've been trying to do this week and um, I think I put a lot of emphasis on on the path of insight the path of insight um, it's something that you can it doesn't, it doesn't matter where your practice is how you're feeling where you, where you think you are what, what you think you've, you've achieved what you think your limitations are, your shortcomings are, and how you feel where you are with the training, whether you think it's going well, whether it's not going, whether you're a good practitioner or a pretty useless practitioner. All of these, all of these uh, opinions you have about yourself and about the practice and where you happen to be today or this morning, and where you are, where you feel you are this afternoon, when this afternoon comes, um, that whole path of insight is with you all the time, to one degree or another, whether it be very, very simple and very, well, I say crude, but just something that you can reflect upon, or whether, it, or whether you use that, use that, that, um, aspect of the training to look very deeply within yourself which you can usually do best on the cushion uh, it's with you all the time it's not something that you ever need turn off or expect to be with you at certain times and certain certain uh, certain how you happen to be at any particular time specific time but rather see that it's there all of the time so there's no excuse not to reflect not to look in not to know yourself Without an opinion, just see yourself, know yourself. When you walk, know you're walking. When you stand, know you're standing. When you sit, know you're sitting. And when you're lying down, know you're lying down. That's it. Know yourself, know yourself, know yourself. This is the path to liberation. But knowing yourself is not a passive exercise or a passive experience. It can be passive, 
but it should also be very, very dynamic. And dynamic means that it's only dynamic when you have commitment and a willingness. And you, you have that with you through your life, through your everyday, whatever. Then that's the Dharma. That's where you'll find the Dharma. You'll find that Dharma when you reflect the Dharma's inside of you, waiting to show itself. And this, I've, I've pulled this together this week, and I've put specific emphasis on, on the insightful aspect, because it's very important. But I've, I've tried to pull it all together for you. And I hope, I hope you've managed to get a grip. Maybe you've already had a grip, but also when I, like I was saying, that because you have a grip doesn't mean to say that you can't get to know it even more. Don't say, oh, I understand. I don't need to do, I don't need to read that anymore. I don't need to ponder that anymore. I've done that bit. Never go there. Any aspect of the path is always about cultivating, always about polishing, always about seeing ever deeply into something so subtle, so subtle, you, your, your, your imagination could never even begin, to, even begin to get anywhere near how subtle it is. And I don't care how intelligent you are, or how clever you think you are, or even how clever you are in worldly terms. The Dharma's not for the world, and it's not for your, for your developed intelligence. That's why you should never get to that point of saying, I've done it. Always take it as a, as a stepping stone to the next level of that where you happen to be. So you keep the whole thing moving. You're always letting go, always letting go, always, always aspiring, always letting go, never holding on. And, um, well, I hope that, you know, you, you've got something in that message. I can only just give it to you and hope that you can grab it. And if you're not sure, I mean, we do record all of these talks. They don't cost you anything. You can go and view them any time and just run them, rerun them. And because you run it once, again, oh, I've done that one, where's the next one? Come back to it and run it again and get beyond this thing of trying to achieve and trying to accumulate more knowledge. You don't need a lot of knowledge. You've all, you've all, you've all got enough, actually. But what you need to do is to, is to look ever deeper into what you've got. That's where the Dharma is. That's not the world. The world operates quite differently, but the Dharma operates quite differently. And it's not about accumulation, it's about accumulating, it's about seeing with ever greater clarity. So you've all got enough. You've all got everything there that you need. And I've just gone over it again this week for you, just to help you along a little bit more. And I don't really have much more to add to that. So... I would like to um, open it out to you if you have queries on that about the training, about what we've been talking about. I'm not interested in any other questions. 
because your question is for everybody, it's not just for yourself. It's for all of us. We can all benefit from the question and the answer. But that question is about the Dharma and about your practice and how you see it or how you how you have difficulty, you have a blind spot or whatever. So I'm not interested not even interested in Buddhism and traditions and different practices and philosophy and all of these sorts of things. Great subjects as they may be. <clears throat> this is for our training. So that's the parameters of your question. So if anybody has a something to say, I will listen. And if you can speak up, please, so that... Is there a mic in that camera? It doesn't pick up. It's all through here. This is the problem with questions and answers when we do videos, is that very often you don't get the question. And we, we never did get around to doing two mics. <laughs> it just never happened. Um, so um, if somebody... I've got a question about the tool bag of tools that were <coughs> inside. I mean, you've mentioned the three signs of being. There's been three particular tools that are things that I've um, found very, very useful. Is, is there any other tools that you've found useful <laughs> to continue... Well, I spoke. Well, I spoke all day. What well, spe- specific specific to a tool? Yeah. A tool, something that cuts. Yeah. Well, I say Buddhism is full of full of tools, um, all sorts of um, ways of looking into. But um, I don't know of any tools that pertain to this form of. Um, practice that, that we do and not ones that I've ever used and and I think you have to be careful if you're going to start fishing around looking for other things you may find that it's not wholly compatible that it harmonizes with, a, with with the with the with how with how this path works for us I think you have to be careful about that other than having this sense of being if, you know, being completely open and investigating and, and looking in and following and, and, and pondering. These are all tools. These ones just happen to be very specific ones that, um, you know, that have a... that are, that are put there... Um, that, that, that do have that characteristic of, of, of slicing up what you consider to be real... But beyond that, you, you still have to wake up to yourself. You still have to put yourself in that position whereby you can, where you can bring those tools in. And if you're not doing the preparatory work, are you looking at yourself um, and getting to know yourself and learning to open to yourself and learning to accept yourself, uh, learning to, to stay with yourself, to forbear with, with the reaction that you will get when you don't run away with things, that's that. That's you're coming to that place from insight because you know that you know these these are the tools that you're putting in place so that you can stay with yourself. They're tools. All of that. These are all features of 
of, of, of creating the environment. So, but in terms of specific things, I, I, um, I, I think I, I think they're enough. They, they will they will cut your world up. Find one one of those three that, that resonates with you. Maybe I say maybe all three feel pretty much on par, um, or whether you can move from one to the other, or whether you just want to carry one with you. Um, in your meditation, in your daily life, you can carry you can carry it with you. You can you can look for yourself, like when you're doing the walking meditation, as I was touching on yesterday. When you're walking up and down, up and down, with a completely empty mind, um, and you, you're not you're not giving yourself instructions on how to walk. There's something it's spontaneous that's happening there. Quite, I mean, there's something so magical that's going on. We don't, we don't even, we don't even realise. We just take it for granted. But if you, if you, you consider it's, it's me, it's you, you, this personality, this, this self. Well, then look for the self when you, when you're walking up and down. You can say, well, where is this self? Who is, who is, who is the one that's walking? That's all focusing. That's all directing you into into anatta, which is one of the one of the one of the characteristics. <coughs> Look for yourself. You, you're convinced it's you. You're so convinced. You're so convinced it's you that you don't you don't even question it. Well, of course it's me. What are you talking about? Who else is doing? Who else is walking up and down? Well, if it's you, go and look for yourself. Find, put your finger on yourself. Here I am here. Look. See, see how you get on. See how you get on with that. And if you can't, if you can't find this person who you are convinced is doing the walking, then ask yourself: Well, then who is doing the walking? What's going on here? You never, you've never questioned that in your life. You're never taught to question it. It's never something that's ever come up in life. But when you practice the Dharma, that's exactly what you do begin to question. That's that's well, that's that's. In the, sub- in, in the area of anatta, isn't it? You're looking for the self. You're looking for that which you are convinced is something that you don't even bother to have to look for. You just take it for granted. Well, okay, you take it for granted, but let's just do it anyway. Go and find yourself. In order to do that, you have to be quiet and focused and, and retain your attention, have that environment. Who's doing the walking? Who's walking? Anatta. No, no, it's not Alata, it's me. Okay. But I'm not thinking. I'm not I'm not putting any 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 discur- any anything whatsoever into this act of walking up and down. And yet here I am walking up and down. <laughs> what, what on earth is going on here? Here you are, it's under your nose. You don't need to go any further than that. I'll say there's a there are that that is that is actually um that is a tool from another tradition. Although no, for, from, from, from our tradition, we don't make a make a, a particular point of it. Although I've said it on many times, many occasions, that um, you know, who am I is 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 very very legitimate and fits absolutely perfectly with. It, it is integral actually to it. Actually, comes from one. It's it's more from uh, Korea, Huado. 
but it's but it's akin to it's akin to a to, to a koan. And add that to your collection. And that's very something I've always it's always hovered around with me. <clears throat> um, you know, the, the Lakshanas, those three signs of being, they are characteristics of the world that you create. Everything, everything that you create is impermanent, suffering in its in its very in its very nature, in its very fabric, and it doesn't have self nature everything that everything that you that you that you regard as being real as being reality and everything you regard as being reality is actually something that you make all of that has those three signs has those three characteristics but when you talk about if you if you shift your focus into well who's doing the walking then you are beginning to step beyond that that created world you are you are trapped within it and you are certain that the answer is to be found within that world of course what else do you know but if you stay with it that that's actually a doorway like all koans a doorway into the unconditioned not to the condition otherwise they're questions that could be answered logically but they can't be you try to answer them logically and when you when you give up you then begin to open up to that which is the unconditioned and the answer will will come to you that's taking you that's taking you beyond the three the three signs of being will just break up your world what you've created and that that is absolutely crucial that has to be done because that's the blinding that's the blinder but you've also got that opportunity to um, look beyond, see if you can just see what's beyond that created world that has those three characteristics <coughs> in your blue sky. So that that is very much taking you, and, and that can really resonate with you. People are, from my understanding, people are given that the day that they walk in a monastery. And that's all they have for the rest of their life. Nothing else. How uncluttered is that? How wonderful is that? Huh? All this rubbish that we all have to... <laughs> it's just... Who is it? <laughs> what, 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 you know... What can be simple, for goodness sake? How can you possibly get confused by that? Your mind will confuse you. Who is it? It actually there's a step beyond that. He said, when you give up with the who, it then becomes, well, then what is it? But you've got to get through the who first because you're certain it's a person and an identity in some way. Who, who, who? But when you give up with that and you can't find the who, you say, well, if it's not a who, then, then what? Then what is it? What is the what? And that takes you. In our terms, that would take you in, into into the whole region of the blue sky, your, your true nature, the real answer, into the what's called the esoteric. And I've tossed that one out a few times 
over the years. They say it's especially useful when you're doing the walking meditation because you're, well, theoretically you're meant to be very undistracted and uh, nothing for you to do except walk. Well, you have some activity going there. So you can just absolutely come to yourself, be absolutely here and now, nowhere else. What the hell's going on here? I'm not saying anything, I'm not doing anything, look. Well, there's got to be an answer there somewhere, there's got to be a reason for it. Talk about in your face, what more do you want? There you're stepping, you're stepping right over into the blue sky, white cloud, the white cloud where you can... Try to find the answer. It all merges, all merges into that utter, utter simplicity. Completely expansive, no, no parameters, no, no limitations. If that's what attracts you, then you're very much at the heart of what we're doing. But for most of us, we're stuck in this blah, 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 blah. And that's what we need to breakthrough that's what we need to give a lot of attention to because it's that that's with us most of the day all of the day so look wake up to it see 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 look 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 see see ponder ponder I, I should have come to a bit of an impasse. I think it's probably um, because I'm approaching it um, logically, I suppose. But when I, when I ponder on who am I, now clearly I'm not my scandal because you know, eyes, nose, and so forth. Because of course they change. And I, I can't be conscious because they're dependent on the scandal. But then I, I die, and I don't no recollection, recollection of a previous life, so I must be conscious. Sorry, you die? What did you say? I die. You die? Yeah. And I thought, I don't have any consciousness that, of a previous life, so that's, that's where I can hit a wall. I'm not, I'm not following you, Michael. I, I guess I, I, my belief is that I am my memories. Who, who's, who's your memories? Who, Michael? Yes. Well, of course, I lose those memories when I die. Mm-hmm. So that's where I... That's where I like. So what, I, what's that got to do with your training? You're, you're just getting off in your head with something here. Am I? Well, I mean, what's that got to do with your comings and goings in your everyday life and... Experiences and well, that's challenges. Part, that, that's, that's the inquiry. That's the fire I've got with the inquiry. Well, you're not you're not inquiring into anything that's sort of real and present with you here and now. That's just going off into projecting into up into the clouds with something. 
I mean, you want you want the answers to all of that, all of those things, which which you will get the answers to, is not by going off like that, but just staying with your where where, where you don't think the answer is. But it's to, it's to get to know and get to understand how you are, what, how you are now, and, and the way you, the way your mind works, and the way you're habitually caught by it all. You understand all that. You you get to know that by learning to be still and learning to be open to it, and get and get to know it, and to stay with those things. Well, as you get to know and understand how all that works, all these other things will just reveal themselves anyway. Up until then, it's just a thought and just getting into, into mental gymnastics. And you just go round and round in circles. And, that, and that's not going to help you where your feet are with whatever whatever's challenging you in your daily life. You know, this is not really, to me, this is not, this is not, this is not a practice question at all. It's not practice. So... You know, if that's what you want to do, fair enough, but... It's, well, you know, it's just... It's, not, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's no use to anybody or anything, that sort of stuff. Um, <clears throat> I had a question about... Um, just the, You've been talking about insight all week, and... Um, like, the insight path, you know... It, it's very powerful, and um, when things fall away, there can be real attachment to the freedom that comes out of that. And I was just wondering if you could talk about that. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you let it go the same as you let go of everything else. I mean, the, the difficulty is because it's such a, a powerful experience and maybe a very wonderful experience. Of course, your attachment is even greater. But it's still the same principle. You have to look at it, know you're attached, and keep saying, look, let go, let go. You've got to let go of this. However long it takes you, it's no good you carrying it around all the time, and just thinking about it, and whatever you do with it, just say, look, this is Mara. This is not that. This is just a memory. Nothing real about this. It's just a memory, and I've got to let it go, because if I don't let it go, I'm stuck. And, and and things don't mature from here as long as I'm holding on. It doesn't matter whether it's a small insight or even a great insight. You've got a it's a sim- simple principle. Everything everything you have to let go of. I don't care whether it's it's deep profundity or whether it's complete ignorance and stupidity. Everything has to be let go of because when it becomes the possession. This self thing manifests and holds it, and it becomes mine. And you've got to, you know, it can be incredibly difficult, and it can take a very long time. But it, never mind. You just keep reminding yourself, and then just try to let it go. Bow your head and give it to the Buddha. Bow your head and just. I'm giving this up. I don't want it anymore. Just. It's Mara. Just let it go. Give it away, give it away, give it away. What you can get from that, what you can glean from that experience, is inspiration. Something that, yes, 
you know, I'm on the right path. I've got a, I've got a, a little, a little taste of a, a little sighting of something, which is beyond this conditioned world, and that's great, and feel inspired by that, and that's an emotional, just an emotional well-being. And I know from my own experience, you know, I had, I had. A, a very incredibly powerful experience after I think it was 18 months um, that could have been it could have been such a I'm mean, not going to start my own religion for God's sake <laughs> <laughs> talk about attachment that could have come around that and somehow I didn't and, I, and I've often I've often well, Ponder, why, why didn't you just grab that? Because it was so amazing and so unique. All insights are unique. You'll never ever repeat one. Once well, you had, you've had a glimpse of something, that will be it. It's a one-off. So if you get this thing, oh, I've had it once, what fantastic, I want to get back there and do it again. And that's, what, that's another expression of attachment because it was so wonderful. That's impossible. Because assuming that it's a genuine thing and not just an ego creation. Simply because reality is not an object, it's not a thing. You can't experience it, go and come back to it. Because there isn't anything to come back to. Because reality isn't, isn't a thing, it's not a part of your created world. So you can't come back. Do you get me? Because there isn't anything to get to come back to. So, so a, a completely futile exercise, but one that just gets you more and more caught. I want to, uh, and I've met people who want to do this, and I understand why, but they don't understand the danger. They don't understand how this works. That wanted to come back and experience. You, you, you truly got to let it go, and as I say, for me, that was, and, and I mean, I. I in proximity, my teacher anyway. And if there's any sense of attachment, I'm sure I had my ears boxed. But I never did. But what I got from it was just wow. I got such a lift, an emotional lift from it. Without holding on to it, I just felt, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm on the right. I'm on. I'm, I'm getting it right. I'm on the right path here. And I found in the future very often, when I did hit difficult times, I could reflect on that and say. Don't worry, mate. Just hang on, because you know there's something there's something greater that's just beyond this thing that that you're that the, that you're that's possessing you at, at the minute. Just hang on and hang on and just see that it, it will break because there's something far greater. And that sort of sense of insp- an inspiration somehow, and that actually carried me for years, years. I could just when everything seemed to be caving in, I could just stop and just. For a moment, say, look, you've had a little glimpse there and you, and you can see all this is just nonsense. Just keep going. That I found very, very useful, but I wouldn't regard that as attachment because it was not something I carried. It's just something I could just look at occasionally when, when, it, when it was useful to do and then just let, let it go. Um, and you've got to let go. It's, it's, don't see it any differently than the most crudest of your attachments and habits that you've got. It's exactly the same thing. And you want to let go of all your other attachments. You don't like them. You don't want them. Well, you don't want these ones either. And 
you know, keep reminding yourself. I know it's very difficult, but that's the, that's the nature of the journey, you know. you just got to... Look, the journey's very simple. Just let go. <laughs> that's all it is. It's not rocket science. Just don't hold on to anything. And if you've got that principle with you, and you can keep reminding yourself, then you're not lost. You know, you know how it works, what, what, what you've got to do. You don't, this is not complicated. Holding on to the 10,000 things. And think that some, some things have more value than others. Some things are worth holding on to and other things aren't holding on to. You get yourself, you just, you go, you'll go nuts. Let go of everything. Very simple. I can never emphasize the simplicity more the simplicity of this of this training. That's all I've ever done with you. You know, it is not complicated. And our particular training is the simplest one. I mean I think Dharma training is simple if you get it. But this one is even is the simplest kind that they can be. And that's all all that's the message I'm giving you all the time. This is not complicated. Don't have to get lost and confused. Just remind yourself. What were you going to say? How would you understand falling asleep in meditation? What's going on? <laughs> falling asleep, eh? Well, there could be all sorts of reasons for that. Isn't there? One is that you actually have not had enough sleep. You could be physically tired which tends to bring sleep on, because the body needs to rest. Um, that's one simple answer. In terms of um, other answers, well, when you begin to settle yourself down, begin to, to let go of your distractions and the things that you chase, the things that actually keep you awake, because you're running after or running away being entertaining yourself and if there's some emotion then you're very much awake and you're being entertained watching the movie um, but you learn to let those things go when you when you sit on the cushion to meditate so so the so the entertainment distraction is taken away from you and you and you're just left um, and if you if you don't have Something then to, to to motivate you to, to to keep you interested, even though even though you're not being interested in in the pictures that that, that you once had. Um, in other words, you get bored because you're not entertaining yourself. You 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 don't have you you don't have a should we say a direction with your meditation, an aspiration with your meditation. If you don't have those things, and of course you can fall asleep. Simply because you're bored, and you've, and you really, you're just, you're just creating, you're just creating the environment for sleep anyway, which is what you do when you go to bed. You stop thinking. When you stop thinking, you fall asleep. Um, but it, there could also be another, another one which is very interesting is that when you, when you do let go of your distractions and you do become still, you, you, you're also getting really quite close to yourself. Obviously, you are. You're not being pulled out. You're not going out there somewhere getting away from yourself, but actually meditation brings you closer to yourself. 
And one way, and what can happen there is that, that when you get close to yourself, it gets it gets it gets to be a little bit difficult. It it may be obvious to you that that that, that um, being in that stillness can, can bring fear. That, that you begin to you're beginning to see yourself, beginning to expose you. You're not you're not you're not protecting yourself from yourself, but you're beginning to see things that you don't like. <clears throat> Which meditation will always take you to, take you to that, to that place of, 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 of where you're letting go of your defences. And one way that we can avoid looking at ourselves is to fall asleep. So you're not off. That, well, that's, that's just a clever way, clever way of avoiding yourself. And I know that's very, very common. The trick is to identify what is genuine sleep and what is just... A, a, a trick, a trick of Mara. If, I mean, I see it as a Mara. Mara's coming to, to take you away from getting to know yourself. Doing that all the time with all the distractions. But when you let all the distractions go, it's another way of, of, of shutting the door of, of, for you getting to know yourself. So you, you, you fall asleep. And this is where your commitment comes. You just have to determine not to fall asleep. Say, so, no, I'm not falling asleep. And and whatever your meditation is, just have that have that commitment. I'm not going to fall asleep. And when the sleep comes, just look at it, be alive to it, feel it coming. Look at it, retain your awareness. If you're aware, you cannot fall asleep. You may lose the edge. You may get a bit dull, but you just stay. And I know I've had these experiences, and I I saw them nothing but Mara. And by golly, I had a whole stretch every single day when I was in Sri Lanka of of this terrific desire to fall asleep. And I just said to him, I'm not, I'm not falling asleep. It's not going to happen. I'm not coming. I sleep when I go lie on that bed over there. Not when I sit with my legs crossed. And I sit with my legs crossed to fall asleep. That's not part of the deal. And I would... And it was a very, what, what showed it to me that this can be such a Mara um, is that I would absolutely determine not to fall asleep, even though, phew, and I would just retain that awareness. However dull it got, it, it was always sufficient that as long as I had awareness, I wasn't going to drop off, I wasn't going to start not, not, not nodding off. And I'd stay with it and stay with it and stay with it. And then after some minutes, it would go. And I'd be as bright and as alive as I could be. And I'd go, what the hell is all that about? I'm supposed to be tired, aren't I? I'm not physically tired. Shouldn't I be going to sleep? But I stayed with it and I refused to give in to it. And then suddenly, it just, there was something just, just gave up. And that's what showed me, for me anyway, that that's one of the, one of the answers for falling asleep on the cushion. Is it's a way of avoiding? It's a, it's a very clever trick of Mara. Never mind about distracting you, distracting you, distracting you, throwing all sorts of temptations and pictures and scenarios just to get you to to be caught up and kept away from yourself. If you can't do that, let's have another go. Let's, let's get him to fall asleep. Let's bring some sleep on here.
not do the job just as well. But, you know, there could be real sleep. Could you genuinely want to sleep? You've got to... But I think if you have this... this, this when you sit on the cushion, say, I'm not going to sit here and fall asleep. I'm not coming here to fall asleep. It, it's... It, you have that... You have that, that... That determination. That will steer you clear. And if you've got... If, if you've got this... This... Um, desire to look at yourself and get to know yourself. You make use of that stillness. You, 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 you make use of that, that environment that you're creating, that still spacious environment where, where uh, say, parts of you can come up, where you can begin to look at parts of you and um, get to see yourself and get to know yourself because it's incredibly interesting. And that will keep you awake. Um... And if all that fails, then fall asleep, I suppose. And um, there you go. That's what happens. But there's, I think there's a lot to be learned, and there's a lot you can do about it. There's a lot to be learned there. But it is, it is, it is one of the, you know, it, it's, it's a part of the package of meditation. Is that it comes to all of us. Somehow or other. <clears throat> Isn't it true that with the uh, sleep thing, for instance, I mean, even if you haven't had, had enough or had as much as you normally have or you think you're supposed to have, isn't it true that if you find the energy, you can actually go quite a long way beyond what you think you can achieve? So cool. you think, oh, well, I've only had three and a half hours of sleep, that's awful. I'm just going to, so it's going to be real sleep if I'm sleepy and I'm or not to bother. Isn't, isn't it true that if you, if you really try, you can find... A lot, of, a lot more energy. Of course you can. If you, if you determine that, you know, I'm not going to go to sleep, I don't care if you haven't slept for a day or two days, you can stay awake. If somebody was holding a gun to your head and said, look, if you fall asleep, I'm going to shoot you, how long will you stay awake for? You know? That's what you do when you got on the cushion. So, oh my God, James, James has sneaked up behind me, <laughs> and he's got this revolver, and he's he's got orders to shoot to kill on sight. See how see how that how that um, how that keeps you awake. It's very dangerous, that man. <laughs> you can say that. Well, I always think there's there's a lot of energy. Well, I think I think that's a part of you in a, in a, in a yeah. conviction. You're in a commitment. This commitment is not willful. It's not a willful thing. It's just something within you. I'm I'm here to get to the bottom of this, and nothing and nothing's going nothing's going to stop me. <clears throat> just a quiet determination. And when things come your way, just I'm not going there. No, no. And just come back and. Whatever it is that you, you happen, whatever your meditation happens to be at that time, come back to it, come back to it. No, no. I'll sleep later. Plenty of time to sleep. This is not the time to sleep. I don't need it anyway, but even if I do need it, not now. No. This is, you know, it's, this is your commitment. 
You know, where's your commitment with these things? And if you don't have any commitment, then you will crash, won't you? You'll fall asleep incredibly quickly. But I think a lot of it is avoiding yourself. Whether you're aware of it or not, you're probably not aware of it. It's a damn good way of shutting you down. But you've got to work through all of these things. And I, 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 I say, just my study of sleep, I have to say, I picked the whole thing of sleep, it is very, very much a habit. You, 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 you say you need eight hours of sleep, nine hours of sleep every night. Oh, I've got to have eight hours, got to have eight, nine hours or whatever. And you end up in you needing that. But then, no, I don't. I need six hours of sleep every day. And then you train yourself and you, and you have six hours of sleep and that's perfectly fine. And you get, you're an adult, there's nothing wrong with you. Actually, I think it is a habit. Um, and, and I think most of us, if we really wanted to, we can train ourselves to sleep very, very few hours in the night and be perfectly okay. It's a habit. You get into a habit, you get into a routine. And that's another thing you've got to deal with, with this whole thing. Because, you know, we're, you know a third of our life, we're, we're unconscious, aren't we? So it's not, small, it's not a small thing in our life. But if you're unconscious, you're never going to get to know yourself. Do away with it. It's a Mara. There are plenty of people who, you know, sleep two or three hours a day when they're doing this business. It's in a monastery. They're on the cushion meditating all the time. They're not sleeping. They've trained themselves out of all of that habit. Are you going to... Um. How's it gone? Well, I'm just not sure what I want to ask it. Um, the, in terms of the the, the fetter of a pixel view, when you break it, um, can there still be a story of self which continues to come up so much so that in a sense, you've forgotten, you've broken the fetter, or are you kidding yourself? In a word, yes. To which bit? That even even though you break the fetter of self-view, as you, as you describe it, and you see it and you know it to be a complete fiction, it can still arise. Um, you would like to think maybe not to the degree that it used to, but it used to. But it can arise, and it can it can it can very much um, have a big a big amp- impact on your life, and continue to do so for a very long time. Even though paradoxically, and is a paradox, you know there ain't no there ain't no self. It's a paradox. But the self the self comes into being when 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 <clears throat> when circumstances present themselves. When conditions present themselves, they then, it then becomes an environment that that, that can that this this self this self view can manifest. When those conditions fall away, th- th- there is no self. There is and there isn't. So the reality is, is well, its reality is it's when the conditions are there that there is this sense of a self. 
But like I say, if it was permanent and we all like to think that we are, then of course it's there all the time, whatever the conditions are, but that's not true. When we're still on the cushion and we let go of all of these things, there is no self. <laughs> you think somehow, well, I'm still here. Well, you are still here. But, but what's here is not the self. You think you've got yourself into such a state, you think everything is self. That there is nothing, there is nothing outside of my experience that is not self. Well, that's not true, actually. This thing's called self comes into being when, when, when the conditions present themselves. And when the conditions change, i.e. you still your mind, as an example of not having the conditions, there is no self. But you don't die, you don't pass out, you don't... What's there is not self. What's there is not a deluded, a deluded thing. This is where you can then contemplate insight when there's, you're free, you're free of that ignorance there, you're, you're completely free of, of, of any distortion. That's why we become still, in order that we can develop insight. Because there is no self there. But when you let that environment go and all the chattering comes back, and attachment that may come, for, for, what, for, what, for what revealed itself in, in that time, then you've got this sense of self, and then it comes, it manifests, and then it pollutes and grasps and creates all sorts of problems. But even that that's how it is for all of us anyway. Um, but, but even, but even if, you, if you go beyond the self-view, truly, genuinely break that, break that fetter of, of a self-view and think that you've cracked it, as people do, you've only just begun, actually as it happens, you know, rather than get up there and exalt to everybody and, and become a teacher and say, you know, I've done it, here I am, you've only just started. <laughs> you, you've got to deal with the paradox and the habit. It's habit, it's a habit. Habits, habits have no... They're not a thing. A habit is, isn't a thing that sits over here Waiting. A habit is when condition when the conditions are, are right. When the environment is right for it, it will just it, it appears. It's like an energy that will appear. And when the conditions change, the energy goes. It's not there. <clears throat> and that self view, um, you know, it's the it's the strongest view that you're going to have. You know, that, that's not going to give up just because you know that it's not real. Ah. This is the, um, you know, this is the um, the paradox that defeats most people. They think it's all black and white. It's not black and white at all. You've got to see that it's a paradox. It's where the whole parad- the whole paradoxical nature of, of what you are, how you're made up, the paradoxical nature of of, of, of everything within you. That's when you begin to see, you begin to get to know it, you begin to get comfortable with it. This is the way it is, and then you can begin to turn your back on it, not buy into it when it comes. Because there's a part of you that sees it and knows it, and says, no, no, not going there anymore. So it begins to lose its deflate, begins to lose its power. But it's still there, and if you're not careful, it'll have you.
So, you know, even if you do have these experiences, don't, don't think you've ever, you know, you've cracked it. It's not that simple. Aloka, what benefit, if any, have your dreams had in insight experience and use in, say, the dharmic uh, workspace? I mean, dreams can be very important, but they can also, you know, this is, like, like, like most things, it's never that simple. They can also be very um, confusing, very deceiving, very alluring. You can, I think you can read all sorts of things into dreams. Well, you can read anything into a dream. Pick any dream up, you can turn it into whatever you want to make it. You know, especially if it's a strong dream, a lucid dream in some way, a dream that you don't forget when you wake up in the morning. I mean, a person, I forget all my dreams. Just occasionally the odd one sticks and you think, ah, that's significant. And then you interpret it. But that can just make you even more confused. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think dreams do come along from time to time that, that really are significant, um, that, po- that are pointers, that are showing you something. Showing you what? I don't know. <laughs> it might be showing you something that's real, showing you reality, but also it could be showing you something that you need to really look at with inside of yourself that you've not really seen before. You've got a blind spot. So it's something that you need to... But I think you have to be very careful. You have to be very careful. It's so easy, you know, because it's a dream world, isn't it? And it's a way of avoiding yourself again. It's like watching things, films, and getting lost in the film, and, you know, in, in, in Wonderland, like children's stuff. You know, what is it, Alice in Wonderland stuff? Rather be in Alice in Wonderland than be here where your feet are, because it's not very nice here. It's nice, nice to be in one of these fairy tales. Much rather live in there. And I think you have to be careful with them. You know, my, my, own, my own experience, yeah, I've had very, very significant dreams. So significant that I wouldn't necessarily call them dreams. I mean, they're just very, very strong and come at a particular time that, I, I, some, yeah, I found useful. Um, frightening. I used to, I used to I used to do some dream analysis with my with my ex teacher who apparently studied these things and was very very interested in dreams and analysing them and I learnt so much just observing people relating their dreams and how they would be interpreted. And I, I, I never felt comfortable. I think you, you, you could interpret this dream in any way that you like, actually. I'll tell you what I think the most important thing in a dream is, never mind the pictures, the story, the experience, is how you feel. Do you feel good? Do you feel frightened? Do you feel absolutely elated? Is it wonderful? Is it a happy experience? You know... 
your whole emotional. Th- I think that's. That I think I always think that's your starting point. Never mind the pictures. By golly, you can you can. I mean, there are people who interpret these things, and I bet you there's a lot of conflict between these people. Oh no, it doesn't mean that. It means this. Oh no, it doesn't mean this. I don't know. I think you have to be. Um, Tread very wary. That was my that was my conclusion after watching all this because I basically just observed. I wasn't really encouraged to say much about about my stuff, but observing, I thought, by golly, I'd, I'd stay away from this. I don't I don't know what good it's going to really do you. You know, to break it up and say it means this is symbolic of this, and, and you should be you should be looking at this and you should be looking at that. That's what your dream is telling you to do. I don't, I don't, I don't know. How, I don't think it's necessary. If it feels good, great, enjoy it. <clears throat> if you're flying through the air, take it as being an experience of liberation. But that means say you're free. It means that you've had a lovely experience of flying. <laughs> you know, I mean, it could well on a, on a deep level. It means something's broken, but you're not good. You're just going to speculate about that. That's my, you know, that's my um, my feelings about it all. I'm looking at my own training, and there have been times when they have been very significant, but they've been of a different, a different quality, a different come at a different time. That um, I wouldn't mix them up with just normal dreaming at all. But be careful you don't get sidetracked by all of that because it's taking it's literally taking you to a dream world. You maybe don't like like to see where your feet are now. You'd much rather be living in that lovely dream you had last night and get away from where your feet are. I think that's a great danger with these things. You don't like where our feet are. So I'll I'll, I'll live in my dreams that I've been having. Be very careful. That's, um, I think that's going to have to do us for today. Thank you. <clears throat>